0: Hey, this is Russell and I work at the video store, the place where we can all go once a week to find something to watch. Each week, interesting guests pop in to rent something and when the store is quiet, I get to watch movies and series and talk about them with my friends. All right, let's do it. Let's open up the shop. Did you see that thing yesterday on the TV? How's it, guys? Hello. Good morning. We got Cole here today, and we got Marigold. Hi. Woo. It's nice to do a shift with you guys. Yeah. And it's nice to to have you back.
1: Yeah, I've been on sick leave. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Uh, We we roped you in right at the start. Yes. And then you got lovely and nice and busy, and we also put our head down and kept going, and then we're like. We wanna hear from Marigold again. Right. So we wanna have you uh join on some shifts every now and again. Mm. 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 Okay, cool. Uh today on the show, uh, because it's a little quiet now, we're just getting our, our, our shop in order. Um Haley Owen Waters is gonna pop in to rent mm-hmm. something. She is a old dear friend of mine and a very talented actress and entrepreneur and and just a delight. Just one of those people that always liven up the room and liven up, you know, everything around them. Um, She's amazing. And um, it's going to be nice to ask her the questions. And what I mean by the questions is the fact that here in the video store, we have started figuring out this formula, Marigold. I don't know whether you've noticed it in the episodes. Yeah. uh, Where we wanted to give uh, these guest chats a, a little bit of a structure. So we journey through your your life to talk about your relationship with films and which films have come along the way. So uh, it's a lovely formula that could be, you know, a forty-minute, hour-long chat, or it could be more condensed. So after this chat with Haley, I'd love to ask you those questions.
1: Awesome! Yes.
0: Because I think it's a great chance and a great way to to quickly get to know someone. Yeah. Mm. And I think it says so much about the person based on which films helped shape them and I'm yeah. really really loving this. Yeah. Since we found this formula, I think the the shows are taking so much more shape because you guided in in such a cool way and so far I've banked one or two episodes which are going to come out soon with really like amazing quite like big guests. I'm quite stoked about yeah. it. And it's very interesting to see what they have Um, as their films or if they don't have that also Mm. says something which is kind of interesting interesting Mm. but uh, big love and shout out to everyone who came out to our video store Presents Night of the movie Old Boy I was away I had to handle another screening um, so I wasn't there but representing the video store was Cole and Marigold yeah Cole did a a fun introduction
1: I didn't get to see you didn't get to see that so yeah. we've got this thing now
0: where we want to um, give away presents at the start of mm-hmm. our screenings, and we want to ask these questions, yeah, and we um, what I really love about the video store in general is that because we're starting from nothing mm-hmm. we 're building up as we go, and we're building up these little traditions and these things, so we've done a couple of screenings, which are these video store presents nights, where yeah. because we uh, record this episode. Inside the Bioscope because this podcast has very much come out of the Bioscope which is an independent cinema here in Johannesburg for those of you who don't know which I'm also the owner of um, it's a natural progression that we host these screenings in the cinema mm. and specifically we want it to be the films that we think people should see that some people love that other people haven't seen and these are usually somewhat more obscure films Yeah, and the best ones are the foreign language ones where that hasn't hit everyone. People don't know all these films, but the people who have seen them really love them. Yeah. And and Old Boy is one of them. Um. So I'll get more into Old Boy for a sec. But um, when Cole, uh, we we had some posters that we wanted mm-hmm. to give away. So we thought, okay, let's ask people questions. And moments before, maybe Cole, you
2: tell the story. Yeah. I don't know what part of the story you want me to tell. Though. What what we made people do to <laughs> Oh amazing. The yeah. Yeah. So I was talking to. Uh, Kelly Cropman and Gavin Pincus, yeah. uh, a couple who is also a Gavin Pincus was on the show. So ok. He so loyal is, customer. I love Gavin. Man. We call them loyal customers, <laughs> which are people who have been on the show and as I was, guests. I was talking to Kelly about when you were outside sharing smoke. I was like, how do I get people to, like, I'm, I'm going to give away posters by asking trivia questions about Old Boy and the podcast, right? So I was like, how do I get them to like stand up or say their name or what's how do the we, order? How what's do we know them? who kind of gets yeah, it first? and are people going to shout over each other? And I was a little bit nervous because I'd never done anything like this before. And she had the great idea to say, why don't they shout out, oh, Captain, my Captain, and stand up? They have to stand up and say it. Yes. <laughs> oh, captain, my Captain. <laughs> have you seen Dead Poets Society?
1: I have, yeah. Yeah,
2: have, yeah. yeah so <laughs> a nice little
0: park to that. So I just love that now... The video store presents nights have this thing before and they now have this way of doing it. Yeah. And I just yeah. love that. I love giving things I think it's beautiful like structure, structure yeah. along yeah. the way and naming things and yeah. I I get such a kick out of that. Yeah. So when Cole told me that that's how they did it, I loved that and I was like we are now going to do that. Captivating. Every time we do <laughs> yeah kudos to Kelly for giving us that brilliant idea. Yeah. yeah, it's it's nice to have that. Um so yeah, we'll we'll be hosting another um, video store presents night soon so please keep an eye on all our social media and of course that will also come out through the bioscope but um, Haley, as I said will pop in to rent something soon then after the chat please stick around because I want to ask Marigold those questions and I want to catch up with Cole and Marigold and we're going to talk about Um, Some of the things we're watching, I've got this great uh, TV show that I think you guys will like, which is a good balance of comedy and a little bit of heartfelt, but it's something nice, light and fun, Mm -hmm. which I'm excited to share with you guys on. Uh, Cole, you want to talk about? The Bear. The Bear. Okay, we're in season two, so we're getting into the weeds. So anyone who uh, is watching The Bear, please stick around for that. Um, Marigold, you got some stuff?
1: I got a few things, yeah. Yeah.
0: So we're going to chat about that after Haley's chat, so please stick around And yeah, let's get into it. Hmm. Okay, so let's get into it. This is Hayley Owen Waters popping in to read something. How's it? Hi, Russ. It's been a while.
3: Yeah, I love it when kind of paths separate and then find their way back
0: together again. I I was thinking now that you are are probably one of my oldest friends.
3: Mm, I'd say grade three or grade (laughs) four. Do you
0: remember there was a guy called Neil Marks? No. Um he was at Branson Primary. Maybe you you didn't know him. But uh we I worked out the other day that we actually went to nursery school together. Um, so he's he's probably so like So I'm not the oldest. You you might not be the oldest, but you certainly you, <laughs> Yeah, we've got a history. <laughs> we've certainly got a history. <laughs> yes. And it's a and it's a lovely one which as you said um has involved us um coming back to each other a few times. Um we obviously knew each other in primary school. And um, then we connected again at Varsity, which was lovely, at Wits. And then I've been watching your exciting career.
3: As I've been watching
0: yours. (laughs) (laughs) Um, How would you kind of introduce yourself now? I mean, you are an actress, Mm, but you so much more (laughs) as well.
3: So, yeah, it's a good question. So I always wanted to introduce myself as an actress. And people said, don't be shy to introduce yourself as an actor. You know, you're an actor. That's what yeah. you study. That's what your profession is. But I would actually call myself now um, a business owner, an agency owner, uh, where I still try and keep the acting alive where I can. Yeah. And then I'm a mom. So So, yeah, yeah I would say...
0: Yeah. A combination of all of yeah. it. The the business itself is activate? Yes. Which how do you describe what that is?
3: So, influencer marketing agency. Yeah. So, we pair brands that want to do digital campaigns with the right people on social media.
0: Yeah. And so we connected like <laughs> like we're talking about Uh, recently where you um, got short straw to eat a wimpy breakfast (laughs) which was a very easy job yeah and a very nice thing to do you know we've spent our whole lives as a band traveling paying for our wimpy it was quite nice to, (laughs) to get a free to have wimpy pay us to eat their breakfast and it was fun and it was uh it was cool to um have it all happen and And um, it was nice that we were able to work together in that regard.
3: Yeah, I mean, we're always trying to think of new ways that brands can kind of, you know, sell something in a fresh, kind of engaging way. You know, what's going to make you stop scrolling when you're going through your timeline? Yeah. And, um, yeah.
0: But but it's interesting that it came from the point of view of you as an actress um, and, and, and using actors, well, not actors specifically, but knowing that, Mm. Knowing what the people can do. Um, what it, how does that make so sense? So it
3: definitely grew from me being in the soapies and I people in PR agencies would contact me and they'd say, "Can you invite your cast to this um, Coke event? Can you invite your cast to this Pandora event?" And they knew that I was in that world before influencer marketing was even, you know, dubbed that. Yeah. And so um, they always wanted to get celebrities and personalities to events. And then they realized that these people often let them down if they don't pay them. And yeah. hence the money, whole industry group. Money,
0: Money makes it a lot easier for someone to show up, especially mm. if their job, be it an actor or a musician, like m- money, money makes it happen. Mm.
3: And... Yeah. Of course then it grows from going to events to doing social media posts and creating original content for the brand which they get paid a shitload for.
0: Yeah. Mm. Okay, let's let's just mention one thing quick cuz then I want to dial back and, and work through <laughs> work through some things. But you you were in the Soapies, as you said. Were were we it was the wild
3: yeah, so that was my big break. That was
0: the big thing. Yeah, Game and, Ranger
3: Angie. And we were
0: so proud of you. <laughs> I was so proud. I was like, this is great. Because, um, it you know, it was a great show and it, certainly, mm. it, it made sense that a show like that was made in South Africa. Set oh. on a... On a game farm, right?
3: No, it was a dream. I mean, you were literally... And it felt... Because it was shot in in such a way, you felt like you were on a movie set every day. You didn't feel like you were in this little soapy studio. Yeah. And so it was a real privilege to be on that show. And very tragic when it was forced to end.
0: Yeah. And I actually know someone who you know. So my um, girlfriend, uh, Leslie, her cousin is Neil Mostat. I don't know how you pronounce his surname, and he he was on the farm, and he was like a locations dude, and he oh. was around. Oh yeah. And and um. No. And, the, and and that was a big part of his life was because it because this the correct me if I'm wrong, but the show bought the farm, so the that, show owned the farm or some, something along those lines. Yeah,
3: that was actually one of the reasons why it ended is that um, the production company bought a farm that then all the neighbours like came together to say they don 't want production happening there, and so then the production company had to rent the farm that we actually shot on, so you know they were extended by owning this property where they couldn't shoot and then renting another property so oh.
0: no uh, and it 's such a pity that that like that that the show suffered from some level mm. of property bureaucracy <laughs>
3: I know and you look at some of the level of some of the local um, shows that are being produced now and I feel like now is the time when the wild would have gone on for years and years because um, people are really appreciating production value and you know um, they're used to seeing Netflix shows and the wild looked like a Netflix show
0: yeah no it was it, it predated a lot of that I, mm. I, I, I don't know if you remember when Scrubs came out mm. it was quite a Revolutionary show because it was Jeez. it was the kind of the format of a sitcom but shot on location in an actual hospital and it made a difference. Mm. There it was a, makes a huge difference the way in which you 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 link to the show. Um, and then the other one was that really cool movie with. Um, Oh, it was a very sweet movie with um, Rob Lowe.
3: Oh, you watched it? Of course I watched it. <laughs> Thank you. Because it was a
0: big Netflix movie that Haley was in.
3: And I got to kiss Rob Lowe. I need to claim that. I, you fucking
0: can own that. <laughs> um, uh, Christmas in the Wild. Yes. Which was like every... I mean, Netflix. the Netflix movie is the evolution of the kind of made-for-TV movie. But mm-hmm. it's obviously scaled up in terms of its production quality and its... Mm-hmm. And everything. I mean, they now now these kind of Netflix movies, as you said, just of, are of such great quality. But um, every now and again, you get that kind of Christmas movie, which has <laughs> got a big dollop of Christmas movie ingredient in it.
3: It was a very much a Christmas movie, <laughs>
0: where it's a bit soppier and a bit more emotional, a bit more heartfelt, but fucking great. <laughs> because think- that's the magic of it, and we want yeah. that. We want that from those movies.
3: I can't believe how many people watch that movie because, you know, people that I've met, you know, over the years in various countries, um, they messaged me to say they saw me in the movie. And I had no idea that adults, people our age, were watching Christmas movies.
0: Oh, and, and <laughs> totally. And now more than ever, I probably would have poo-pooed it in my, mm. I think I'm cool, kind of 20s. But 30s and with my partner, <laughs> totally, yeah. around Christmas time, it's, it's what you need. Especially when, and we'll get into it, where, you know, we're, we're working, we're busy. Mm. Especially around Christmas time for the Bioscope. It's like, we've got to keep it fun and easy. Yeah. Like, our programming in December just gets more fun and light.
4: Uh, I I
0: look for that Christmas break now more than ever before. <laughs> Jeez, you know, bedtime. it really is like the only time I get to kind of completely, Same. you know, relax. And and so we need these mm. these things to... Unwind.
3: Interesting about that movie. So, Kristen Davis, who was in it um, from Sex in the City, she's a huge, he, she's hugely passionate about elephants. So, she was actually yeah. one of the producers of the movie.
0: Okay, so she, she worked to make it happen. She
3: worked to make it happen and was so precious about how the elephants were treated in that movie. So, you couldn't um, say, okay, we're going to shoot this movie with this elephant, uh, we're going to shoot this scene with this elephant now because we weren't able to disrupt their natural pattern of feeding. So, if we wanted to shoot them with the sunset, we had to wait for them to eventually get in front of the sun to shoot. We weren't allowed oh, to move them or coerce them in any unnatural pattern.
0: Oh, so. lovely. <laughs> um, so, so she's from Sex in the City mm. and the whole back of the box is that she was going to go on a holiday mm. with her... She gets divorced. Her, she gets divorced and so then she then Decides she's still going to take this holiday on her own. Go to Africa. Go to go to Africa, and then she meets this handsome rogue pilot, pilot. yep, played by Rob Lowe. Mm. The, is he is he as handsome in real life?
3: probably even more <laughs> like it's so men just age so bloody well i swear hey. yes it's, no he's um, I, i'm
0: now getting some gray in my beard and i'm, I'm loving you it you
3: can own it you yeah. can own it no i made a
0: joke i was like yeah i'm looking more like george Clooney. <laughs> it's like i look fucking nothing like george Clooney. but <laughs> go there <laughs> um we had this amazing episode um with um a woman called deborah darling oh you know influencer. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so lovely, and we were just basically talking about that, where men can look to so many aging role models when, when mm. women don't necessarily have them. And the whole idea is that you're meant to sort of fight the aging, but you shouldn't. Mm. Deborah's a great advocate for that. Um, okay, so then, then you play Roblo's sort of fling, I guess. Mm. Yeah. You know, he's this... Lone wolf dude who tracks elephants and does all sorts of shit. Yeah, I'm just his
3: little kind of fluffs on the side, but then Miss America arrives and I'm shoved to the side because Miss Elephant Lover has arrived. (laughs) (laughs) But well done, it was
0: cool. It was nice to see you. Do you know what?
3: Thank you. It was such a great experience again, like just being on location in the bush I don't know why I always get these like (laughs)
0: it makes sense but perhaps you can just talk for a sec about something which you once exposed me to which was what it felt like to be in those audition rooms Mm. where you know for someone like yourself who is an attractive blonde white lady you don't uh, think about your individualism until you are you say it but I mean you the idea was that you just are in a room full of attractive blonde white mm-hmm. ladies, yeah, Sorry, I think I've kind of told the story, but <laughs> what, what was
3: yeah I mean it, I think as a as a young actress um, it takes a while to really build your confidence in those auditions because you go in initially quite self conscious and I remember once going to an audition, do you remember Tannant Phoenix? Yes, okay, she was like a model, and in so mm. many in movies. And I once went into an audition where they took a few girls in at the same time and I saw her audition and my God, she just owned it. She pulled her skirt up, she made her voice louder, she like oozed into the camera and I just realized how kind of um, shy I'd been in my auditions and how, you know, you've just got to own the space when you walk in there. And I think when you're really young, it's quite hard, but it just comes with experience. Yeah. Yeah, but it can be very daunting, especially when they put you in a bikini and tell you to turn around slowly. Oh God.
0: <laughs> yeah, I don't know whether we need to get into that too much, but <laughs> shame. Um, how did the so then so something like maybe the wild? I mean, was that were there lots of other people? Yeah, was, in the running or how, how did that how did that role land?
3: Land. So it was through through having an agent. Yeah, and and. Um, just a, the right person. Yeah, doing a good audition and doing a callback and, yeah, I think just, yeah, it came down to the audition and it being a right fit for yeah. character fit, yeah. Um, okay, so what we like
0: to do is we like to dial back mm-hmm. and go back and just take a, t- take a little journey through, through your life <laughs> because we like the idea of seeing what films marked certain periods in your life and your relationship with film doesn't have to necessarily be the big and main thing in your life, if there was other things. But, uh, mm. but I would imagine that as, as an actress, film was a big part of it. and uh, Or TV shows. It doesn't mm-hmm. necessarily have to be film specifically. But um, at each point in your life, there were, there were films that you encountered that, that, mm. that helped shape you. And I always think that that's very interesting. Mm. So the first film we have, we we call it the puppy love film, which was the, the relationship you had with the film being being similar to the puppy film, the, the kind of relationship you had with people at that time, which is when you're in primary school and you're excited about holding hands, mm. um, which, uh, dare I say it, was a little bit of a puppy. You
3: were actually in real life... Um, my puppy love. <laughs> 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 and let me tell you, you've over the years, and especially in varsity, you introduced me to many films that I would otherwise never have known about. Um But I remember literally when
0: we were in primary school, I remember being excited about holding your hand.
3: Oh, Rice. I'm sure I was very excited about <laughs> your hand too. Probably very sweaty and nervous, but um excited no, too. No, but
0: that was you know, it was it was just a beautiful, fun, harmless relationship but <laughs> the que- the question is what what were the films that you had that kind of relationship with
3: sure so do you, do you remember it's got to be the the musicals the yeah. sound of music the mary poppins the my dad um got us onto west side story really young <laughs>
0: did you watch the the remake recently yeah it's brilliant. lovely hey? yeah loved yeah.
3: it um yeah, so I'd say it's the musicals and Sound of Music standing out more than the others probably.
0: Um there was a great interview with Hugh Grant recently where they said what's your greatest film of all time? He didn't skip a beat. He goes Sound of Music. Really? <laughs> <laughs> and Love he's it. like I'm I'm he said something funny in a very Hugh Grant way about how he's married to a particular woman. I forget her nationality, but it was sort of something like scandinavian or german or something where he said you know there's no they don't really show emotion but here she she has a husband who sings along to mother superior (laughs) no and you forget you forget how long sound of music is
3: it's three hours yeah flip. there's an
0: actual intermission sign that comes up
3: and our um our little vhs (laughs) as a kid um it didn't actually go right to the end. <laughs> so we actually didn't see the end for maybe, many years.
0: Maybe that's okay because you forget at the end It's quite like political. The Nazis arrive. I know. And they have to hide and flee and like it gets quite like intense.
3: I was in um, So maybe you
0: just got the best. I literally best did. Cut, yeah. I did.
3: They got married and then it ended. And but I was in Salzburg last year and I did the oh, Sound of Music tour, lovely. which was very nostalgic and I spent a little bit of time long. in
0: Salzburg. I spent a day there and Oh. And um, I saw that there were sound of music tours.
3: On a bike with your they put like a speaker in the basket of your bike playing the songs.: oh. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Do you go to any of the locations? All of them, okay. Yeah. No, all of them. The house is it sort of still there i don't know, I don't know whether we, whether we know exactly which hill she was on.
3: Uh no, and that was apparently over the border, so the house where you see them getting out the boat. And that kind of outside area is one house and then the interior house is another house, which is okay. actually quite run down now. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay, lovely. <laughs> All right. Um, then we go on to high school. Mm. Um, so you, were, you went to Saints. Yes. I went to Bryanston. So that's, mm. this is the period where we, we, didn't, we didn't see much of each other. So we grew up both in Johannesburg, if that's not clear. Um, we, we have this film which we call The Teenage Crush. Which is, mm. which is, you you more of a fanatic about? Perhaps it's a bit more risque, because you are getting a bit older now. Mm. Um, so, like for me, that was Amelie. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It was like starting to craft your uh, your your love for film, seeing some stuff that. Perhaps it's starting to blow your mind because it's, you know, like a French film and you wouldn't have normally seen that. Okay. I'm trying
3: to think of my DVD collection, like <laughs> your old school DVD collection. Oh, didn't Moulin Rouge come out at that time? Yep. 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 No, yep. it would have been Moulin Rouge. 100%. Yeah. So, st- so sticking, <laughs> Still sticking with the musical theme. I know, and I'm desperate. It's now a stage show on Broadway in the West End and I'm desperate to oh, see it. Oh,
0: wow. Mm. Yeah, Moulin Rouge for me with my... Then high school, sweetheart, was a pivotal part of our relationship. Oh. Me and her went on this date oh. and we watched Moulin Rouge. And I was like, this is, this is how I want to express my love oh. to, the, to the woman oh, in my Chris, life. You
3: are such a romantic. <laughs> I miss this. I,
0: I want to sing Elton John songs to them. Oh, my God. Um, and I was like, this is, this is my everything. Um, <laughs> combined with a, a very adventurous and experimental film technique. You know, um Baz Luhrmann mm. has done all yeah. of that. Did, have you watched Elvis? I haven't actually. Okay. No, yeah. you'd appreciate it. I know. and it, it, it reminds you of what he does, where the camera sort of spirals in and goes on this whole adventure. No, it's a, as good a reminder as a, as a camera. I've been to watch that. Um cool. No, Moulin Rouge is, is was phenomenal. And and when it opens with them doing that medley and one part oh, of the medley oh. is is Nirvana smells like Teen Spirit. I'm oh. like, this is this is everything.
3: Yeah, no, it it's still everything to me. But yeah, when it first came out, I mean that DVD was on repeat.
0: So for you that yeah, once again is promoting this idea of theatre for you <laughs> and performing. You've never been much of a singer though. <laughs> no.
3: Although I sang in your band in exactly. Standard Five. <laughs> I, I roped you in on that. You made me sing blur um. Song too. Yes, oh, wait, when no, I don't even had... think the mic was on. <laughs> no, we we we
0: participated in a nice uh, Stedford and you were a you were a sport. Thank you for.
3: Hey, I'm like a, a famous musician. I used to be the lead singer of Russell's band. <laughs> oh,
0: for There's a there was a band that we uh, as short we played a show in London, and there were two bands that opened for us, um, and the one. At the end of the night, we said, "Wow, that one that opened first is is um they were good like that was that was there was something kind of special there didn't think about it came across them now recently on Instagram, and they are doing so well. They're a band called only the poets, and they're now playing these like like arena shows,
3: and they were opening for you guys, and
0: they opened for us. Oh. So, so that can
3: be my claim
0: to fame, nice. as they hopefully progressively get more and more famous. I can be like, they once opened for us.
3: <laughs> you need to make me another mixtape. You used to make like those those CDs and introduce me to music, yeah, like music I didn't know.
0: Lovely. <laughs> um, okay, then we go off to varsity, mm. and um, that's when we connected again in art school, and and. Um, then we sort of also start working, and mm-hmm. that's that's the film we call the "It's Getting Serious" film. Mm. Do you have any? Oh. Is it still musicals? No, okay. very
3: different. Okay, closer. Do you remember the yes. movie
0: "Closer"? I rewatched that recently. It oh. is on Netflix. I believe it's on Netflix. Oh,
3: is it? Those characters. Yes. You love all of them and you hate all of them.
0: Yes, so Closer is very special and also once again there is a link to theater because <laughs> it was a play mm-hmm. and this is the film adaptation and it has everyone who is famous. It mm. is Natalie Portman, Clive Owen, Jude Law, Julia Roberts. Yeah. And it's phenomenal the script. and it's, and it's just so well written. Mm. Like you 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 know that if you and I'm sure you can personally attest to this that if you get given the right writing it can take you from mm. even if you're a, a a B grade actor, it'll it'll take you to A. Mm-hmm. I think Brian Cranston said that, and I, he, and he I, said you can only you can only do so much, but if you get given the white the right writing,
3: yeah, it makes a huge difference. I actually bought the play when I was in New York, and I still have a dream of playing one of those characters. I think I I would want to play Julia Roberts' character.
0: Okay, yeah, because the Natalie Portman one is. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
3: I can't do the splits like that. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah. I don't know what's in the play, but yeah, she she plays a um, at some point a woman of the night, mm. and there is a scene where I don't know in the play does she also open up a part <laughs> of her underpants? I'm not sure. Um But no, that's a great film, and I actually rewatched it recently. Mm. Um, have you seen the whale, the Brendan Fraser film that he won no. the Oscar for? You'd appreciate that in the same regard. It 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 was a play. And immediately upon watching it, and even knowing it is a play, I think makes it just as good, even better. But when you watch it, it feels like you're watching a play. Mm. It's got that feeling.
3: Brandon Fraser, very yeah, oh, being
0: so. So he, as you know, was in so many sort of Mm. sometimes quite silly movies when we were a kid. Disappeared quite largely off popular radar. And and this is part of his comeback. Earlier this year, he was Mm. he won best actor for it.
3: Okay. And, and I this need is, to be writing this down.
0: All of this will be in the description of the episode okay. when it comes out. So okay. you can use it as a reference. But it was uh, very much a performance similar to, you know, in the vein of um, Charlize Theron where they've taken on this physical transformation. Uh, so okay. in The Whale, um, Brendan Fraser's main character is this um, m- literally morbidly obese uh, man. So he put on a lot of weight himself, but then he wore a suit. A, a suit. And it's very much about... This character who's just spiraled to the point where he just can hardly stand, hardly walk, hardly Oof. function. He never leaves the house. Um, and the film takes place, and the story, I guess, so the plays the same, takes place over the, the last week, effectively, of his life. Because he's, uh. he's going to go into some form of heart failure. And it's all about him kind of coming to terms with what's happened in his life. The people he's got a daughter that he doesn't know, but it huh. all takes place in the in the in the um, apartment in the house. Okay. And it's just, oh, it's, it's phenomenal, and just from a from a performance role. Yeah. role. Brilliant. Okay.
3: So that was Vasti.
0: Okay, closer, closer, with special. Then, then, um, then the the last one we have and it doesn't even have to be a film you have met yet, <laughs> um, is uh, the film you would settle down with. And that could be one of the films you've mentioned before. You can always go back and, you know, marry your high school sweetheart. But yeah, it's the film that you could always watch and perhaps that's Sound of Music or perhaps there's another one. Because I guess you've kind of entered a more of an adult phase now. <laughs> yeah. you, you're a mom.
3: Baby shark. Um. <laughs> <laughs> one I could always settle down with Oh, I mean, I feel like such a cheese ball to go back to musicals, but <laughs> uh The Greatest Showman?
0: Yep, Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. No. Let me tell you, as a grown ass man, <laughs> okay, when I'm not I watched the only one. No, no. When I watched that, I put it on, um within the first 10 seconds, I got a lump in my throat. <laughs> you know that like uh, you're like smiling at the screen. Emotional <laughs> sort of point. Mm. And I was like, oh, I'm going to be inches away from happy crying for the next two hours. Aww. It's a great film. It's
3: a great film. Hey? Hugh, Jack- Hugh Jackman. Yeah. yeah. Mm. So I'll think about it. There might be another one, but that does come to mind.
0: It's a little bit of a gut reaction. It's mm. nice that that, that, that that was that for you. Um, that always says a lot, like what kind of comes to mind first. Maybe there might be others that... Crop up, but
3: (laughs) as you can see, I'm not this hardcore film critic.
0: (laughs) No, but it's not about that. And, and, and you know, something that I love, um, which I'm always taking every opportunity to get across is that the video store as a place was something for everyone. Mm. You know, it was for people looking for a great musical classic, it was someone looking for some obscure French film or Russian film, it was a place for everyone. And I, I really want the podcast. To, to be that, mm-hmm. where people from all walks of life bring what they love and find what they love. But I think something like Closer, for example, is a good pick at this point because not everybody knows about it and mm. it is available. It is on, I, I believe it's Netflix. Oh, I, think I'm I, I rewatched it, it recently. And you just get, you just can immediately sense how well written it was.
3: Um, I don't know if there's another one that I could settle down with.
0: I saw, um, while you're thinking about it, you, mm. you went to the theater last night.
3: Yeah. Speaking about like lump in your throat, um, in I saw in Lovu Youth Choir last night and they do, um, the greatest showman, um, some of their songs. Oh, okay. Oh. So what
0: is the, what is the format? They were famous for, uh, being on like one of the. America's Got Talent. America's Got Talent. And they're
3: now signed to Sony and Simon Cowell's label and, uh. Yeah, the Instagram ad just kept on coming up on my feed, and I was like, "Stuff it! I'm,
0: I'm going." Do you know what is coming up soon? Is that the woman from Sex and the City? Yes. Okay. Yes, yeah, yeah. I that's saw that. I saw all the up. posters for that. last The woman night. who wrote the book has has got like a bit of a one woman show. Yeah,
3: which could be saucy.
0: Could be interesting. Okay, um, but let's go back. So you, you, mm.
3: it's um then love yeah it's this choir from Limpopo and it's uh you know it's these like fourteen and fifteen year olds. But they are world class singers. Yeah. Like, world class singers. They, that show that I saw at Monty last night could be on any stage. It is slick, it is professional. The singers, I mean, they could be on Broadway. Yeah. And the musical arrangements and the music selection I mean, they do Michael Jackson, Elvis Presley, Adele. They cover of Adele, Go Easy.
0: Oh. Oh. oh lordy! And I, then, can yeah.
3: the, I can
0: feel the I <laughs> feel the goosebumps coming. Yeah, yeah. yeah,
3: no, it was it really is a great a great South African story.
0: Lovely. Okay, well, I don't. How long is it on for? Do you know? Uh,
3: I know it's on. They are like mm, it's just this weekend in, in okay. Jo'burg, but All I'm right. sure they'll be back. Yeah, they've been to Europe five times in the last year, America three times, South America. I mean,
0: yeah. And what is quite nice about a choir is that hopefully it can be something that lives on forever mm. and that it's not necessarily a band where, mm. you know, a personality moves on or fights or gone. dies or, mm. you know, um, something happens and then what do you do afterwards? Like that choir could hopefully just forever be…
3: Yeah, it's a good point. And they've got an in existence school now apparently, so I'm sure they're getting people up through the school. Thank
0: you for this. I appreciated. it. <laughs> Getting, yeah, connecting and, and, yeah, and chatting.
3: Great. Yeah. And well done for every, for the Bioscope and Short Straw and your podcast Thanks, and man. limited a dish. And <laughs> it's yeah. important to have
0: these friends in your life that you can, that you can stay in touch with and, yeah. and sort of see along the way. Like, I think one of the last times we connected was for our friend, uh, Jess, who's a world class choreographer. choreographer. And we went mm-hmm. and watched a, Performance, mm. and so it's nice that we can keep supporting our friends and keep keep yeah. doing things. and And I'm 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 around for another Wimpy breakfast.
3: if <laughs> That's on the cards. I'll let them know. I'll let them know. But oh, thanks. No, and yeah, I,
0: and and here's to many more um, musical theatre <laughs> films that that will come out that will hopefully keep um keep inspiring you. I I went and watched um, my niece's production of Moana. Oh, okay. <laughs> and the 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 main girl who sang Moana was was very good, and it was very sweet.
3: <laughs> I'm getting there. My daughter's got no choice but to love musicals. It'll be, yes. Can't wait to do that with her.
0: Lovely. Yeah. All right. Thank you. Thanks for popping in.
3: Thanks for asking, Paul.
0: Okay. Cheers. All right. What a lovely chat, and what a magical person
4: mm.
2: sounded wonderful,
0: so it's lovely to to reconnect. That's what I unashamedly am using the podcast for as a chance to connect and have a good you know 30 minute, 40 minute chat with people that I really want to catch up with.
2: What were you guys talking about with music? Oh, we're talking about musicals just in general. Well, that's
0: great because we've just chatted with Haley about musicals for the last half an hour. What were you saying about musicals?
2: Um, I was talking about an Instagram video I stumbled upon uh, from the Hunchback of Notre Dame. A whole bunch of people singing this amazing line in a studio. Um, and it didn't sound like the original film recording. Are you talking about the Disney Hunchback? Yeah, yeah. Okay. But then this is like a different version of it with like an arrangement of this giant choir. And um, I sent it to Mr. Rocksmith. And Good old shout out to Jonathan Rocksmith. Yeah. Um, and he said... Video, video store alumni. Video store alumni. Is that going to become a hashtag? And they yeah, did ch- it. Um, he said, Loyal they did customers. They should be loyal customers. Loyal customers. That's uh, nice, Keeping hey? it within the brand. Hey. We're building our own little brand Bible. This is amazing. <laughs> and he said they did it at the Paper Mill Playhouse, but it was too dark and didn't go to Broadway. So I guess the Paper Mill Playhouse is kind of this offshoot of Broadway to test musicals. And then see if they're going to like be suitable for an audience or successful enough and then okay. make it onto Broadway. But then I was telling Marigold about our little Alan Mencken medley. Okay, who's Alan
0: Mencken? Alan Mencken. Alan Menken the name rings a bell.
2: is do the you know composer. Who, do you know who Alan is?
4: Ma- okay. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so this is a bit of a spoiler for the 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 musical key change that we put on. But Alan Mencken is the composer of all the songs of the Disney Renaissance era, starting with The Little Mermaid. Going through to Beauty and the Beast, um, Aladdin, uh, Hunchback of Notre Dame, Hercules, Mulan.
0: Oh, wait, are you talking like a whole new world? Yes. Or are you talking about
2: the score? No. So the guy who wrote all the songs. Oh, lordy. Mm. And him and a guy named Under Howard Ashman. Yeah, everything. Oh, God. Be Our Guests, Hercules, Go the Distance, Reflection yes. from Mulan, <laughs> Your Childhood, 90s Kids Childhood. It's Just Alan one Menken. guy. All one one guy. Amazing. Yeah, he's amazing. And him and Howard Ashman, who was the lyricist, came from Broadway. So the big thing with the Disney Renaissance is that they started writing music that developed story and character in a way that the previous ones were just like playful numbers, like Super Gallo Fragilistic, mm-hmm. just like what is this? this is fun. But it it developed story and narrative, so it had this emotional gravitas to it. Have you do you do you know what he means by uh,
0: Disney Renaissance?
1: Um, just old Disney would it be? Or? So pe-
0: people have actually seen the Disney output as like these periods. Yeah. And there was certainly, like, a time when it got a little weird and a little dark. And then there was they, – they, 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 that was, like, Black Cauldron and some of these, like, weird movies that you don't even remember even exist. Yeah. And then somehow with the structuring with, like, the CEOs and whoever was in charge, there was notably this kind of rise back of Disney. Because now they're a juggernaut, right? Yeah. Like, everything you touch is Disney. Yeah. At this point. But – um. They they refer to this particular period of films as like the Disney Renaissance period, Mm -hmm. um, because they just came back to life, and that was with Lion King, right, and Aladdin, and Mm -hmm. Little Mermaid, and that's when uh, that was basically at the start of our childhoods. Mm. And I think we're now we're almost someone will probably say this is like the live action period, yeah, where they're now doing live action versions and stuff. What's your favorite musical, Marigold?
1: My favorite musical, ooh. Um, do you have a favorite? Is I it is do. It, Is it something
0: that matters to you? or you? Yeah, so oh, much. Okay. It's
1: like totally like what really made me as a person. And I don't think I should have watched this at my age, but Rocky Horror Picture Show. Oh,
2: it's a good one. I, I love how that's that. your musical.
1: That's, that's my so, musical. <laughs> that's such
0: a marigold musical. <laughs> it is.
1: It is like, yeah, totally defined me as like, like a human being because I remember being like quite young in school and... You're writing what you want to be when you grow up. Mm. And I was a boy that dressed up as a girl. That was what I wanted right. to be when I grew up.
0: Did you write that? Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: so cute. That'd be amazing. Yeah. And that's pretty much what that's about, yeah. right? So much of that musical. How old were you? Do you remember? I was
1: like five. My mom has what? it somewhere that I was like, I think I watched it even younger though. Like,
2: that is And
1: The first time I watched the scene where Eddie, you know, Frank hacks at him was yes. when I was like, Fourteen, but I had watched the movie again and again, and my mom was always like, "Okay, cool. Cover your eyes for this scene. Mm. Not like the touch me. No, that's fine. but like, <laughs> Can't see blood. No, 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 no. Wild. Wow, yeah. Great.
0: Did you feel, did you feel like you were too young for it at the time? Like, did you know?
1: No, not really. Or, or like, just like looking back just... now,
0: you'd like I wouldn't maybe show my yeah, child this. Yeah, at maybe this not. Age.
1: Maybe not. But uh, you know, like we have like pictures of us performing like, for our family. Like, oh, my cousin and I doing the, like, time warp for oh, my amazing. mom. And like
2: <laughs> we always <laughs> talk, we've spoken about this a few times in the podcast, haven't we? Good. Where as a kid, if you were involved in the arts in any kind of shape or form, you would do the living room, pl- like, The living, right. yeah, so yeah. yeah. living room plays, yeah. So
1: you did living room plays? Of, you know, Rocky Horror Picture Show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's, that's just way more funny. Badass. We, we... I was
2: doing that to Sound of Music, so <laughs> <Amazing>. I was, <laughs> way more vanilla, or
0: like, how do you say? <laughs> and I'm sure, and I'm sure Haley. Our guest today also did living room plays. Yeah. You, you, one or the other, you either like, I want an audience, mm-hmm. or you're like, I would never go up and no. dance in front of family and family friends. But it's that classic, like, after dinner, we're going to put on a show for you. Yeah. Okay, so <laughs> like, you
2: put on Time Warp.
4: Yes. Can you imagine, oh,
2: like, right now, 33-year-old called at the end of dinner going, so long, farewell, I'll <laughs> feed There'll us and goodbye.
4: That's
2: lovely.
0: So... Um, it's just so nice to have you back I'm happy to be here yeah, yeah. and it's just nice to um, connect again we've as you can see from this chat we've got this this formula that we're working out now which yeah. I think is delightful um, and it it could be very cool to put you through it
4: I'd love to to, su- yeah. to some degree <laughs>
0: and and just even if we don't do it completely formally now um, over the course of your time it could be cool to to hear the films that shaped you we've already got one yeah 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 um, I'm curious. Uh, where did you grow up again? Cape Town, Jo'burg. No, Joburg yeah. It was Jo'burg, but then you spent time in Cape Town. Yeah,
1: yeah, I was there for like a year and a bit.
0: Okay, but you were born in Jo'burg. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What was your uh, What was your puppy love film? I'm very curious to know. Puppy if you, love. If you were watching, if you were watching Rocky Horror at five, yeah, it maybe could have been it that. Could but have been. <laughs> this is the so. This is all about your relationship with film. Mm-hmm. So, your relationships that you had when you were four, five, six were innocent. Mm-hmm. Puppy love, yeah. relationships. Yeah, um, and so what film came along that was that for you?
1: Ooh, uh probably the Labyrinth. That would be. Oh wow! Yeah. David Bowie. David Bowie. Yeah. Okay. I have, <laughs> I have
0: I've seen, never seen it. I haven't seen it. Seen it?
1: Yeah. Oh, guys, I'm obsessed. We had a, like yeah? freaking like old school fantasy, Time Bandits, Labyrinth, so, Baron Munchausen, ooh, oh, so, Dark Crystal.
0: So. <laughs> <laughs> Marigold was our cinema events manager for mm. for, a, for a glorious renaissance period.
1: Yeah.
0: Take me back. <laughs> and um you would have loved this. We had a kids birthday party where they watched he was a German kid yeah. so like grew up in a German house. I think they went to the German school. Mm. And we watched Labyrinth in German.
1: Amazing. <laughs> for him and I his, would have loved that. Him and his <laughs>
0: him and his friends all from the German school. Yeah. And the mum made Labyrinth merch.
1: Wow.
0: And so they had like cups to go away with and the, the kid had a little t shirt. So cool. <laughs> I popped my head in at times. I would
1: have Lordy, died. that's a weird movie. I would have died to be there. Yeah. <laughs> you would
0: have been like, sorry, please can I just sit in the back?
1: Yeah, I would have.
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's the what's the back of the box for Labyrinth for the uninitiated? People that haven't heard of it or seen it. I mean,
1: it? I haven't watched it in a very long time. It's been a good couple of okay. years, but it was definitely like a movie that I grew up with, with, like, the others that I listed. Um, What's the basic premise? I know there's the Goblin King, which is David Bowie, and then there's the teenage girl who's, like, looking after her child. I mean, not her child, her little brother. And then he gets kidnapped, and it's, like, her going through the labyrinth. He gets kidnapped by the Goblin King, and it's, like, her going through the labyrinth to try and find her little brother. Okay. Oh, so David yeah.
2: Bowie's a villain.
1: In a way, wow. yeah. But then they have like this kind of like, you know, a little bit of a romantic thing going on. It's, oh, like, it's yeah. a little bit strange but <laughs> it's a, <okay>. Yeah. <laughs> If I'm describing it well. If I'm not, it's been a couple of years since okay, I've watched it. Yeah. Goblin
0: King's Goblin Maze, King. Saving the Brother.
1: And it's it's amazing because it's um, all puppets, which is so, it's just so great. Mm. It's it's beautiful. Yeah, it's Jim that, Henson. It's
0: that era mm. where obviously there was no CGI, so yes. they, yeah. they did it all with actual
2: puppets. And yeah. you mentioned uh, Dark, Crystal, Dark
1: Crystal, which yeah. is
2: also Jim Henson, yes. right? Yes. Did you watch the Netflix sequel, I prequel? I didn't.
1: I was actually talking to my mom about it, and we, she was like, you have to watch this. And I was like, yeah, but the puppets. <laughs> like, I don't want to watch it without the puppets. It, yeah, are they, the puppets. They
2: use the puppets. Do they use they the, are puppets? the puppets. Okay, yeah. cool. So it's a full-on, faithful, loyal recreation awesome. of all the techniques that they used to make that first one. Okay. I think there might be some CG, but it's like very tastefully done. It okay. doesn't like replace the puppets. Okay. Um, but wasn't that one of those things that got put on on Disney oh Plus it, and then got taken away? Oh, it better not have. It was a Netflix series. It is oh, oh, it Netflix. Netflix. Oh, it was Netflix. And then it's yeah. they also did some tax then things, didn't they? Some tax-saving cuts. Yeah, that's oh, weird. It's it. terrible. Imagine this, like, brilliant little piece of art that, like, hundreds of people put all this effort into. There's, like, amazing behind-the-scenes things, sorry, where we they get into how the puppets and the sets were built around. Yeah. Like the puppets, like like the little vulture dudes. I yeah, can't remember what they're um, called.
1: Sure, sh- 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 the it's there. It's yeah, there. it's, it's I know on the know. Exactly of your I know. <laughs> Fuck, what have I? <laughs> uh,
2: but yeah, it's an absolutely incredible story, and like, I, I wanted to go back and watch the original Dark Crystal because I'd never seen it mm. before, and then just the the jump after going from that prequel to the film um, was too much in terms of the dated technology and this film style mm. in terms of it being a little bit. I suppose, fairy-tale-y, like, too yeah. much. Yeah. In the same way that Legend is. Did you like Legend? I didn't watch Legend. Okay, that's, yeah. like, Daniel your alley. It's part of this, okay. like, labyrinth. Like okay. It's Ridley Scott's fantasy film with Tom Cruise. Okay. And Tim Curry is a devil. Oh. <gasps> yeah, it, like, sounds amazing, but it's a s- stupid movie. I don't know. Speaking it's called Speaking <laughs> of Legend.
1: Curry, have you listened to his music? Like, his solo music?
2: Yeah. I, know, I never knew that was a he thing.
1: had, um, we were at the vinyl store in Blegari.
2: Vinyl junkies.
1: Vinyl junkies. Shout and out to Benji. Hey,
0: loyal customer. Love
1: Benji. <laughs> hey, it's
0: catching on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carry but on. We
1: were there, and we saw Tim Curry had a solo '80s album that yeah. is so good, like super, super banging? good, banging, yeah. Okay,
2: shout I out to Tim Curry.
1: Yeah,
2: <laughs> amazing. His like greatest work for me, and I know people will say. Uh, this is a bit sacrilegious because of Frankenfurter, mm-hmm. but for me, it's Long John Silver and Muppets Treasure Island. Yeah. Did you ever watch that? I did, yeah. <laughs> What's well, My Childhood? Is that your popular film? It's one of them. It's one there's, of them. There's a few, but it's, it's most certainly okay. one of them. Yeah.
0: Okay. Um. Then we venture over to high school mm-hmm. and you have your your sort of deeper crush, Okay. which might also be a little bit dangerous okay. because you're now in high school. High what school? do you think your high school crush film was? Ooh. Think about it.
1: I'm going to have to think about it.
0: Um, and then the next one we have is the It's Getting Serious film, which is like your varsity yeah. work-life yeah. start, which I kind of think that's pretty much where you're in now. Yeah. That's kind of the phase you're in I'd now. I'd say
1: high school was like Angus Thongs and Perfect Snogging. Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think his name is. That
0: came up with the birthday party that we had yeah. and I'd never heard of this That That before. would be
1: like Aaron Taylor Johnson, I think his name is. It was a book. Like yeah,
0: And then this was the film version of it Yeah, that would have completely driven past myself and Cole. Yeah. Okay. It did. <laughs> so my, I've never heard of it. My, <laughs> it. It
1: was so great because it was like my best friends and I in high school, early high school, were like, you know, a little bit awkward and not really knowing what was like, what's up with like love and dating and stuff. So in that movie, like when we found it, we were like, oh my God, it's mm. as awkward as we are. But it's like, you know, going through like coming of age in a way. And I think that would be. That's
0: interesting. So did you bit. you felt yourself quite awkward.
1: Yeah, definitely. Oh, I was so awkward.
0: Because yeah. I feel like you've you you're very confident now. Yeah, yeah. Well, I think you've kind of found your your frequency now.
1: Yeah, I, I thank bars for that. I do like working in bars. it <laughs> <laughs> yeah. forces working. you into like, socialization exactly, and talking
0: exactly. to strangers and like, being confident. 100%. But the right bars. You spend a lot of time in. A bar like Smoking Kills, yeah, yeah. You but DJ, you've kind uh, of found your music.
1: Mm, yeah. What kind of music
0: do you play when I, you DJ? I'm
1: an 80s gal, I play a lot of 80s and a lot of disco and a lot of funk and new wave and post punk and punk, and
0: quite nostalgic, <sighs>
1: yeah, a little bit.
0: But you were born in
1: 2000. Wild, yeah.
0: There was a time I, I've ever told you the story when we were, we were, um, we did a lot of trips as a band mm. where we would. Where we would have to fly to Cape Town or Durban or wherever. And Gad, the member of Short Straw, uh, stays quite close to the airport. So it was quite convenient for us to all leave our cars, Mm. four or five cars, at Gad's house where there was parking space. And then we'd all pile into his car and just park one car at the airport. Mm -hmm. Um, And so we were piling in one day and it involved that the one guy, Jake, the drummer in the band, was not going to have a seat. (laughs) and my instinct was come Jake come sit on my lap and I'll tell you about the 80s oh my god (laughs) because he was he was only born in 1990 and that was always a joke
2: amongst the older guys who were born in 85 I was born in 1990 Jake and I should chat yeah
0: (laughs) well come Gad come sit I mean (laughs) come Cole come sit on my lap I'll I'll tell you about the 80s I'll (laughs) tell you about the
2: 80s so you were 2000
1: yeah wild yeah
2: it's so crazy. We have a keyboardist that we played with in Cape Town now, mm-hmm. who's 23
4: mm-hmm. at the
2: moment. Yeah. Um, his name is Michael Wilson Trollope. He's a Nord-endorsed keyboardist, a composer for a show on CakeNet called Deeper Vaters, yeah. oh, wow. which is really interesting. He has a he has a one-day turnaround on an episode to compose it, mm-hmm. which just like, blows my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, but backstage, we were having conversations. Oh, he studied at Berkeley? Yeah, I was about um, to say, I could also produce a score in a day
0: it's just, it's just not going to be very
4: so, good yeah so he's, he's, yeah, really, he's like, really
2: he's really good at his job he's an incredible musician like i had such a great time catching up with him but then backstage we have this thing where instead of break a leg john and i would say to each other "Gishnark uh from the sims mm-hmm. like we do sims like language to each other sometimes and then mike goes like what's that what's that from and it's like oh, just it's, come- it's from the sims and then he goes like the simpsons oh, or, or "Sims" mm, with an n
1: I, I, I am like, even heard too old for The Sims. I've got. I, I got am some, Sim City. I've got some really messed up things to tell you guys about.
2: The oh Sims. no, our yeah. darkest, our darkest selves. Like match really sad. From playing with The Sims, tell us the most malevolent thing you've done to a Sim.
1: Ooh, I mean, you, you know the like take out, put them in the pool, take out, you the know ladder, the ladder. Yeah. Um, but that like isn't the worst. And it's not really what I did to my Sims. It mm. was the fact that I had played Sims. So Origin tells you the the software tells you how many hours you've played i've been playing sim since i was four years old and so all that time isn't recorded i worked it out i've spent a year and 93 days in playing gameplay time a year yes (laughs) i worked out the hours a year a year and 93 days of my life yeah has been given it's like, where, it's like
2: when your cell phone <laughs> it's, tell,
0: it's like when your cell phone tells you what your screen time is. Mm-hmm. Like that's the amount of time your eyeballs were on your phone, exactly. and it's, it's, depressing.
2: it's depressing. It is very depressing. Um, but like, think about how much joy The Sims brought you as a did, child. It was you know? super
1: like therapeutic because whenever like I felt like my life was too much or too crazy, I'd just like make me, but in like a perfect mm. being. <laughs> like, you know?
0: That's really interesting. I'm I'm a little too old for that. I missed The Sims because mm. I played sim city Mm -hmm. where you build the cities and you have to put your residential areas and it's all quite like architecturally and it's a bit more town planning yeah and then i saw the sims come where it was more like you have to go in and you have characters and people and you have to build a little world it reminds me a little bit of us talking about ready player one this idea of you going into Mm. a world and being in a world and spending time in it as your avatar Mm -hmm. it's coming uh one little fun fact of a fun fact um, <laughs> is that <gonna laughs> called? Yeah. Tra- it shouldn't be a, it shouldn't <laughs> oh what
2: oh is that the thing from old episodes you Yeah, see, I've to, already um, forgotten to hold back to to sure, old episodes sorry, do you know forgot. why do you know why fun
0: they, fact do you know what that's it Yeah. do you know why they say break a leg why so that you will be in a cast
1: okay
0: so the it's b- going into an edition you say break a leg and it's from the expression <laughs> so it's a pun it's a Amazing. pun it's, a, it's, okay. Like okay. A, it's like a it's like a hidden pun
4: Okay. Have
2: you guys heard of musical theatre superstition in any shape or form? Sure, a little I've, bit. I've like been through the ringer in terms of being indoctrinated or like educated on what you can and can't do backstage in a change room.
4: Tell us, uh,
2: because I shared a room with Jonathan, who's what, like,
0: one sec. Do you know what Cole's done recently? Mm-mm. Okay. <laughs> Cole is also a musician, mm-hmm. and he's been in this production called Key Change, where they were in Cape Town, and now they're going to be in Joburg in October.
2: It's like a musical review. Less musical theatre review and more like pop rock. Right? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. But it's centered but around it's, the piano.
0: It's centered around the piano. And playing the main piano is Jonathan Rocksmith, who we've had on the show. So he's a loyal customer. Yeah. Um, and he's fantastic. He's incredible. He's the, he's the kind of guy that's done Phantom of the Opera 700 times. Mm. And he's, he's traveling the world and he's exceptional like a really like
2: world-class performer. That's amazing. You must go to his instant, watch him singing Music of the Night because he posted it. They recorded it when they were in China and lockdown started or something. And it's him on the stage singing Music of the Night. And he posted it now when Phantom closed on Broadway. Mm. When it like ended its like whatever, 40-year run, however long it Mm. was. Um, As is like... His dream was to play Phantom on Broadway because he's played it in seven other countries. like mm. He's done it all around the world except for the West End and Broadway. And that was his dream to be the first South African Phantom. Mm. So, so, yeah. So,
0: Cole has had a lot of first-hand experience with musical theater and performing. Mm. Mm-hmm. And tickets are on sale for the Joburg run at? Sales Punch. Oh, uh, web tickets. Cool. All right. Go back. So, now we are talking about musical
2: theater... Yeah. So the problem is, like, as a music, I don't know, maybe this is just my experience, but I can't stop singing, thinking about music. So I'm whistling all the time or humming a tune. A hundred percent. When I was at Varsity and we were
0: involved in musical productions, you sing far more than you ever mm. would normally because mm. it's
2: around you and everyone's warming up their voices and like, mm. yeah, no, even just like around the house, you know, just singing songs and yeah, but I would like whistle backstage mm-hmm. and Jonathan would be like, no, 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 no. I was like, What? <laughs> He's like, you can't whistle backstage. That's bad luck. I was like, oh, fuck. What do I have to do to get rid of the bad luck? He's like, you have to turn a circle three times, spit on the floor and throw salt over your shoulder. Over your shoulder. <laughs> <laughs> Which I didn't do. Um, but yeah, we didn't have any nightmare performances. The other one is you cannot mention Macbeth.
4: Yes. No, no. Yeah. You can't
2: say it by name. Yeah. Yes. So it's
0: called, you have to refer to it as the Scottish play. Mm.
2: Yeah and i totally spoke about it once
1: no like, so I, was like yeah, I was just like yeah i was just i not
0: know <laughs> did you ever watch the macbeth film recently I, I, not
1: recently oh what the, the Coen brothers the
0: one, one that the Coen brothers made with daniel it was a too. long time ago yeah wow. it was just one of the Coen brothers yeah. Um, recently in the last two years. Did it, it come was, out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was ma- It was one of those where you could miss it because it was made for Apple TV, but it was nominated for an Oscar at the time.
1: Was there another Macbeth? I feel oh, like Oh, so there have been plenty.
0: Okay, so there have been plenty, but they recently did it in this kind of beautiful, artistic, black and white version that okay. one of the Coen brothers did. Denzel Washington is Macbeth. Frances McDormand is Lady Macbeth. It's very okay. cool.
2: That sounds amazing.
0: And it was one of those, like I did Macbeth in high school. Mm. I was part of the production and when you do a play it's amazing how even not just your lines everyone's lines you know well Mm. and then also at Varsity I crewed on the Vitz production of Macbeth I was in the sound desk Doing the sound cues, and I had to do the whole like, "Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to tonight's <laughs> performance of Macbeth. Please turn it. off your cell phones and no." Got a good yeah. voice, thank
2: you. It's good voice for that.
0: Um, it was kind of eerie and weird to have to do that, but I did it. Um, so you know every line, and then of course you promptly forget about it. Mm. It's very similar to language, right? At one point you could maybe speak a language, or, and, but then you slowly lose it. But when I watched that film, it was amazing how every single line, as it was delivered, I was like. I know that line. Mm-hmm. I, know <laughs> that. Mm-hmm. I know it. I know it. And the, the whole play came back to me.
1: I have that with Hamlet always. Okay. I just sometimes oh, yeah. randomly I'll just like think of you know the monologue. The I don't
0: crazy. know it yeah. so well but <laughs> do you know what blew my mind at Varsity was uh, it was one of the Americans that came over that was like yeah that's Lion King. Oh yeah. And I was like what? And they're like Lion King's Hamlet. It's, it's the same story. And I was like
3: God, I didn't realize that.
4: <laughs> <laughs> even like no. the dead
0: dad, you know, yeah. instead of the skull in his hand, it's Mufasa in the sky. And then you yeah. even have same.
2: Scar with the little animal skull in his hand when Zazu's in the rib cage mm. and he's got Guys. a little skull in his hand. <laughs> <playing along. laughs> no,
0: no. And the whole like kind of gets with, the, yeah. gets what? with the wife. It's crazy okay. to some okay. degree. Obviously they don't sexually get with yes. the wife, but yes. he's at least mm. taken her. Yeah. It's too old of, boy for Disney.
4: Yeah. Um,
2: uh, I wanted we're to gonna say. We're going to get we're going yeah, to we're gonna get point. onto it. But I wanted to say before we move on have you guys ever heard of Throne of Blood?
4: <gasps>
2: so, Akira Kurosawa, yes. Japanese extraordinaire filmmaker, yeah. made an Edo period set version of Macbeth called Throne of Blood.
0: Okay. E- Edo period being a time in Japanese history. Yes. Okay. The Edo period.
2: Yeah, like okay. we have lords and ronins and samurais and all of that. Mm-hmm. And it is. So beautiful. It is so amazing. And, yeah, I'm just going to throw that in as a little interjection. You have to watch it. Okay. Yeah, it should be a Video Store Presents, but I don't know if it's too classic cinema for, for the general uh, crowd. Maybe. Yeah, I'd love to have it as one. We'll brainstorm more this, this session. What's the next film for Marigold? We, we're kind of getting
0: to that end, which is your settle down film, okay. which you, you are not ready to settle down. You're too you're too young to settle down. <laughs> but it's the that's the last that's the last in the in the category. Which okay. is which is what what you would um be happy with being your film for the rest of your life. That's all death to us part. The film you would sort of marry, so to speak.
1: I think we've spoken about it but the Holy Mountain, that's like my that's my oh, everything. So you already know your... I love that movie so what's much. What's The
0: Holy Mountain?
1: The Holy Mountain, Alejandro Jodorowsky's 1973. <laughs> like, you <okay. laughs> have
0: come from another fucking
2: time. Yeah. It's <laughs> just this it's, special little spirit that was born in 2000 that knows like everything that those kids know. <laughs> and let know. me just
0: tell you, if there was a weird, let's put it, uh, the movie Your Name, you know when um, the this male and this female m- meet each other from a different time mm-hmm. period, but they mm. somehow they somehow bridge a gap. That's a deep dive. Basically what I'm trying to say is if I was in high school with you, like we would totally be chummies. <laughs> mm. yeah, like so I'd be so like, you're fucking cool. Yeah. Like you probably think you're awkward, but like let's watch weird movies together. Because I was that dude. Yeah. And I had my friends that, you know, we all met at the start of high school and were all good buddies, but by the end of high school Loved them, they were my friends, but they were jocks. Mm-hmm. By the end of the high school, like they had grown into themselves as first team rugby players, a lot of them. And so it was cool that I could still run in those circles. Yeah. But I definitely didn't feel like I belonged there. Yeah. And I found myself at this sort of doof doof nightclubs going, Oh my god, there's gotta be something more than this. Yeah. Like please tell me this is not
2: how we are gonna spend mm-hmm. our nights. Yeah. We're gonna go home and watch the Holy Mountain. It's what what is so that? What is this about it. Okay. Is it? Do you know about it? Cole? I've heard of it. Okay. Please, guys, holy it is, mountain.
1: Oh, it is. It's so incredible. It's the visuals are just absolutely insane. Wait, what year was it made? 1973. Okay. The visuals are absolutely insane. It's the the story is basically you've got your alchemist and he is taking this man on this journey and nine other like the world's leaders on this quest to the holy mountain. But they kind of go... Where's it set?
4: I... Earth? Earth, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um,
1: But these nine rulers are different planets. So you've got like Venus, Mercury, and they all have a different category. So you've got war, you've got art, you've got like sex, you've got all these different rulers, which are Mm. all different planets, but they're all, you know, as people. And it's just like they go into like if you want to look into the future from 1973 and in our current world right now and things that are happening like they talk about how we give children toy guns to get them more comfortable with going to war later on and it's it's amazing and the over-sexualization of art and how it's actually like it's stupid like the art industry and like you know exhibitions and stuff and the yeah the the industry is just like, they kind of like pick at it and like, this is not really that productive, and you're kind of dulling down art. It's it's mm. phenomenal.
0: Mm. And oh my A God. Timeless, <laughs> very timeless uh, conversation.
1: Alejandro is like.
2: Have you. What else did he make? Sorry. So, like, on that conversation, sorry to interject, have you heard of Yodorovsky's Dune?
1: I have. I have. Yeah. yeah. So,
2: he was going to make Dune. He was. The,
0: the, the famous film that n- was never made. That was yeah. never made, yeah. He so, they, was. so, so. So, they've made a documentary, which is that title. Yes.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Jew. <laughs> Yuribovsky's <laughs> Yuribovsky's
4: also, Jew,
1: listen to his son's like, music. It's incredible. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah. Oh wait, yeah, so, so, so to explore. <laughs> this is the same
0: filmmaker? Yes. yes. Okay. <laughs> okay. Mm. All right. So, he made Holy Mountain that Holy probably, Mountain. and then off the back of that, was then going to try and attempt. I think Jew. it might have been before. Or before. That was but, like the late 60s that he tried to make mm. it. It sounded like he was the right. Filmmaker to be attempting Dune, but it was kind of before his time.
2: Yeah, it was completely before its time. Yeah, the entire thing that that like treatment that he generated for that film, like later came to inform. Also used Geiger in his concept arts. It's who Giger. is the guy who alien. did all the alien designs? Uh.
1: My so it was like way <laughs> before,
2: um, like Hollywood adopted science yeah. fiction and popularized it, and then made it horror with Ridley Scott. Like before all of that. Yodorovsky was trying it before its time and used the treatment from that film he's basically an alien. to inform. Yeah. He's an alien. Where was he yeah. from?
1: He's Chilean, I think. Oh. Yeah. His
2: Chilean. interviews are amazing. I love watching him speak. He's mm. like so
0: enthusiastic. He's, and he's so he must be a, a belly nose. Is he still with us?
2: I don't know.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: Yeah. Okay. I wonder what he thinks of
2: the Dune that's now been. Which made. has been postponed by six months.
0: Yeah. Part two. Mm. I can't. Is only is coming out next year now because okay. of the actor's strike? Okay, and yes. The writer's strike.
1: Yeah.
0: Which is interesting. Yeah. Um I'm busy reading it. Mm. I'm i ge- I'm more into it now. That's
2: been the, the theme for this year is Russell's reading.
4: <laughs>
0: me <laughs> trudging through this thick <laughs> science fiction film. I mean book. How's it going? Yeah, cool. I'm 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 now into part two. Mm-hmm. Like I'm now wading through parts that I haven't seen on film yet. And um I'm very excited because it's gonna be one of the first times I'm gonna watch a big budget movie. Based off source material that I would have read because mm-hmm. I missed all of that. Yeah, like with Lord of the Rings, I, I didn't care too much for Harry Potter, mm-hmm. but I've never really had it where I've read the book first, mm-hmm. so I'm quite excited. Have you read Dune? Okay. I haven't read Dune. Okay. No. no, it's 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 a <laughs> dense book, but mm-hmm. I'm I'm digging it. Um, anything that we're watching at the moment that we like? I've got something. Me too. Okay. Yeah. You go first. I'll start. It's really light. Okay, and and really fun. And you know what? We've spoken about this a few times. Sometimes you need this kind of show. Yeah, Um, it's on Disney Plus, and it's called Not Dead Yet. Okay, which is really sweet, and it's fun, and it's witty, and it's it's got many of the same actors that were in New Girl and Superstore. So it's it's that smart, witty comedy. Mm -hmm. You know that that evolved out of the sitcoms. Mm -hmm. Um. And the main back of the box is which you get from the first episode. And the moment that happened, I was like, oh, I like this. Mm-hmm. Um it's uh, a fun sitcom meets um the sixth sense.
4: Okay.
2: Oh, that's, oh, that's, a, good, would, that's, that's a good pitch. pitch that's, so a, she, that's your elevator pitch. Yeah, sorted. Yeah. <laughs> well so done.
0: so the hook is uh, main character is a journalist who's come back after something you, you later find out, marriage, divorce. Um, and is now back in her old job with her old friends and is a journalist and gets given the job of writing the obituaries mm-hmm. and discovers that whoever she's been assigned to write the obituary for that week or that time um, appears okay. next to her as a ghost. Okay. And she gets to know them and talks through them as oh, she cool. navigates her life. And only when she hits send to publish their obituary... Mm-hmm do they disappear and mm-hmm. then the next one arrives and so each episode can be uh, a new personality mm-hmm. and of course there's a little bit of heartfelt a little bit of comedy it's really sweet and it's one of those like when you find it you're like oh, this is nice Aww. this can be a nice um, we call them fall asleep shows it's yeah. like the ones that are just just the end of a long day you kind of need it but it's
2: not dumb mm. so not dead yet on okay. Disney Plus right. Cole good recommendation um, I'm going to watch that. That yeah. was a really good pitch, Russell. Well mm. Cool. <laughs> uh, for me, um, and I think I'm joining a lot of people around the world on this, it's the best season two. Yes, I, I am now mm. f- catching up and really? watching one. It's fu- it the was- first season. So I think this, this series, I've been thinking about a lot, and obviously I'm really excited by it, and I'm making statements, which I tend to do, like, it's the best film I've ever made. Uh, what I'm doing now is I'm saying, like, this is the most true-to-life fiction
1: I agree. I've ever seen. I couldn't agree more. Right? I couldn't agree more. It actually, it made me feel a lot of PTSD coming from hospitality. Like, oh. there's certain scenes, like, the fighting and stuff, and it's, like, uncontrollable. Um, the going to sleep and you're still dreaming about work. Like, yes. I'd have, like, I'd, like, put my head down and, like, very vividly be able to still see, like, table numbers. You know, like yeah, it is, yeah, especially so when you do it at night. Real, so real. Like
0: mm. I, I remember feeling that just from the first ten minutes of the first episode of yeah. season one, that it felt like a kitchen happened and cameras were in the corner. Right. Yes. Exactly. And and the cameraman just had to get out the way because they were it
2: was acting,
1: brilliant.
2: or they were being in a kitchen. It was
1: brilliant. No, okay, mm. so
2: season two is going strong. Yeah, yeah, it's like you watch season one and you experience the anxiety and stress and how well that translates into the form, like. How it's shot, how it's edited, how it's written. And then you think to yourself, what the hell are they gonna do in season two? Because mm. season one like bow ties really well. Mm. Um and I don't think it's too much of a spoiler because it's like a bit of a premise, but they renovate the restaurants and they reopen. Yeah. And it's that's the that's the plot for yeah, season two. That's enough. Yeah. And it's it's so Good stressful. Tr- it's the exact same kind of form format. Mm. But I think like everyone that's watching it should make an effort to pay attention to the script writing and the editing. Mm. Because I think more than most series, this understands how film can edit in ways that other mediums cannot. This is the thing that makes it film, right? Mm. But I mean, you're talking about a TV show. That's what's so interesting. Yeah, exactly. But it's like the you, form You're feeling of, it like you know, a film, yeah. Exactly. But the script writing even, um, where you sit there and realize, oh, the dialogue that I thought was naturalistic in other things that I've watched is actually still, like, very scripted. Yeah, Everyone's still academic and speaking in a non-human way, especially the chef, mm-hmm. the woman who's designing the menu in the second season. Yeah, um, I can't remember her name. Sydney. Is Sydney, it Sydney? Yeah. She's, um, when she speaks, there's a lot of interruptions. She's saying, and, you know, like, um, we're putting this and um, we're doing that. And, um, like, there's all these hesitations that you yeah. would write out of your script because you think that that doesn't sound polished and professional. Mm-hmm. But then they just, oh, no, I love it.
0: It's I favorite. love it so much. So the bear... Now on second season, mm. and that's over on Disney
2: Plus. Yeah, okay. um, so and two then Disney Pluses. My other fall asleep show, which I actually shouldn't put onto the internet, is um, basically a a J drama for thirteen year old Japanese girls um, based oh. off a manga. <laughs> um, it's called uh came No, that's a song. It's it's for you in full blossom. Like uh, high school something called Hanazakari no Kimitachi-e. Oh. the <laughs> when Japanese when name. When we were housemates. Oh, um, no, I showed you this.
0: No, well, you showed me a bit of it. When we were housemates, um, it was a password. No, no, no. It was the name of our, what was it? It was the oh, name was of our, the name our, of our, our Wi-Fi. It yes. was called For You in Full Blossom. Yeah, it's like
2: <laughs> Boy Paradise <laughs> yeah, yeah, or something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's that's a that's another yeah. side to call.
2: Yeah, exactly. It's it's very scum. It's
0: Where, can you can you watch that anywhere? No,
2: you no, can't find it anywhere. But it's out on the. Basically, seas. this this young Japanese girl, when she was in America, um, went to go watch a high jumper because the beauty of his high jump inspired her so much. Oh, it's beautiful! Her so anime, yeah.
4: <laughs> but then
2: she is accosted by this gang of thugs, and he saves her the high jumper. And in the process, his Achilles tendon is like cut and oh. he can't jump anymore. So then she goes to. Right? I'm so scared. That's terrifying. So scared of what? Your Achilles heel. someone... That's like every time you see those. The kill in Return of the King when they cut the elephant's legs. You're like, oh no, it's so painful. (laughs) It hurts hurts your soul when you see it. But she goes to his high school Mm. in Japan in order to get him to jump again because she feels guilty for ruining his high school jumping. Or is like, professional high jumping career but the thing about the school is that they enlist boys based on how good looking they are
4: okay Okay. and
2: yeah it's 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 crazy it's Um, very stupid this is a show yeah this this is a a, show show, yeah all right it's terrible
0: uh what are you watching marigold series
1: wise anything anything okay um well i've okay so a few very dark movies very dark movies um but in terms of like a light, doesn't have to be light. No, we can go dark. I mean, well, I mean, what I am watching at the moment, like the series-wise, is yeah. relatively light.
0: Okay, and what's that? I've been
1: on like a zombie craze at the moment. Okay, a lot of zombie films. Okay, um, or even not even zombie, just cannibals. <laughs> okay, <laughs> quite specific. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I'm watching Santa. Clarita's diet or something like Clarita uh, yeah, diet. the
0: Santa Clarita diet. Yeah, yeah uh, with, with Drew, Drew Barrymore. Moore.
1: Yes, watching that at it's the moment. It's quite
0: old. It's been around for a little it's while. A while it was one of I think it was one of Netflix's first big Hollywood A-lister kind of TV shows yeah. that they made to try and get you to come over. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. It's cool. I'm enjoying she, it. She, so Drew Barrymore's the lead. Yeah. She has to eat. She's she's a zombie. She has to be a zombie. <laughs> she has to eat flesh. Yeah, but she has to. What does that mean? Well,
1: she's a zombie,
2: so she okay. Like that's how (laughs) she she gets the craving
0: for it. She doesn't know why. Yeah, and then she realizes that that's what she needs to survive. Yeah, but she doesn't look like a zombie. No,
1: she's still she's still Drew Barrymore. Drew Barrymore, (laughs) like
2: warm bodies vibes. Warm bodies, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, like look in terms of the the look, the treatment. Speaking of sort of a little
0: darker, let's just wrap up by just talking a little bit about Old Boy. (laughs) <laughs> which yeah. you two went and uh, and represented the video store uh, <laughs> last week with. Uh, was this the first time you'd seen it?
1: Yeah, I was I was telling Cole, like I had been chatting, and I told, I think I told you as well, I was chatting to a friend, and he was like, oh, this is my favorite movie. And then you messaged me, and you were like, hey, last minute, come through and watch this. Yeah. Not knowing anything about it. It's I quite cool to go anything. in very
0: cold like that. I remember... Yeah. I've, I've said this once or twice but I think it was the film Pan's Labyrinth where mm. I remember as I sat down and it, the cinema went dark I was like I actually don't know anything about this film Yeah, mm. and it was so cool to go in completely cold with nothing
1: I, it, it was a lot
0: it is a it lot it was a lot it is like, a lot
1: <laughs> I was a little bit picky, like yeah. I, you know I had to take a moment afterwards like, but
0: something I was saying to <laughs> Cole is that it's it's the kind of film even though it has been adapted I haven't seen the American I'll watch remake. Mm-hmm. But it, it's the kind of film that what I think is interesting because let's not talk too much about it because perhaps it's a film that I mean let's not talk too much about it specifically mm. but I think what's interesting is that it's it's a Korean film. It was made 20 years ago. What I'm saying to Cole is that because it's an Asian film it's got these themes that an American or a Western film wouldn't write. Mm. 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 and And things like and honouring the legacy and Mm -hmm. honouring your family and all these kinds of things. And that sits at the helm of this movie where the characters act in a particular way that no American actor would ever act about something. (laughs) You know, there could Mm. be this crazy trauma that you've now realised or been exposed to you but then you sort of kind of gulp and get on with life Mm. or Mm. struggle with it or grapple with it but not in the same way. And there's acting and there's moments that are just so, it's what feels like very uniquely Asian. Yeah. And I think that's the charm of mm. us watching be it old boy, this classic 20-year-old Korean film that many consider the greatest film they've ever watched. Yeah. Down to
2: for you in full blossom. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's just yeah. so cool to see that the priorities are different. The yeah. way of yeah. seeing the world is different. Yeah. And I think that's exciting.
2: And the Koreans specifically, I don't know if it's to do with like that history that they have in Korea, um, but they 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 tend to take the idea of Greek tragedy mm. and lean into it in a way that like shows you how vile people can be, like the worst parts of ourselves, how like situations can completely unravel, um, and it's it's usually darker than what most things are. Like even when you compare it to Japanese films oh, it and, could even be darker yeah it's it's Kore- like korean
0: specifically yeah
2: exactly when you get into like memories of murder or i saw the devil or a whole bunch of other korean films they all are the same like unapologetically violent mm. like they, they're not concerned about censorship in that way but thematically the stuff that's more disturbing is you know everything else that old boy digs into and i think it's like it's my favorite one of my favorite films top four easily on letterbox um i think i feel sorry for my friends because like I think I've made like six friends sit down and watch Old Boy because it's my love language yeah, to make people watch, love language. Mm-hmm. Uh, watch movies. Yeah. Um, and I feel sorry for them. Michael did not enjoy it. He sent me reviews on Letterboxd he agreed with that were half a star. And it's just like, I didn't, I didn't want to come to a cinema at night to watch an Oedipus, Oedipus complex movie. Like, <laughs> thanks. True. And I was just like, oh, no, this is a schism in our relationship in the I shape of O We
1: spoke about. Um like, watching YouTube recaps mm. afterwards, and I did, oh, after brilliant. we watched it, and it was, like, the, the, the like, one review was, like, yeah, there's, like, a lot of, like, sex scenes, so don't watch this with people, and it was, like,
4: as <laughs> in a full cinema, like...
2: <laughs> there's not that many. Yeah, I mean, there's there's one. There's, there's one. That's- there's, well, both of them, actually, there's two, but, like, yeah, they're both... Have yeah, it's, a specific direction, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Fun for the whole family. We have um, a we have a <laughs> yeah. we have
0: a monthly um, Korean film night coming soon with the, with the Korean Embassy. Amazing. Oh, I'm not sure we're going to be watching Old Boy and the, these kinds of films, but it's going to be interesting to see which films they want Ooh, I'm to going to, be very to, to do. And and very interestingly, they want to do it during the day. Okay. In the week during the day, and I said, "Wouldn't you want to do it at night?" And they're like, "No, we'll do it during the day." And I'm like, okay. Okay, cool. That's
2: what
1: you want. <laughs> well, sure. <If> you wanted, <laughs> I hope I can make it. If you want to do that, amazing. but I'll,
2: I'll let yeah. you know, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I wanted to know your reading on um, Bong Joon-ho turned 60 on the day that we showed the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, oh. uh, not Bong Joon-ho. Wow, sorry. Graham, please edit that out. I don't want the internet to hear that. I just, yeah. you know, he's going to keep it in. But Park Jan-wook, the director, turned 60 on the day that we screened it here last Thursday. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Letterboxd did a big interview with him. And he said that he was reading reviews um, from Letterboxd and responding to them and said that he directed Old Boy to be a comedy yes yeah Yeah. which is nuts when you think about it and the moments we were sitting here it's so cool to see it in the cinema because you hear all the chuckles at moments yeah, yeah. when you're sitting there going that is hilarious but it's it's fucked up but it's, it's funny it's
0: fucked up yeah okay, so he wanted it to be a comedy oh, yeah a,
2: yeah I, I can see
0: that hmm Interesting. And they are
2: so good at that, the Koreans specifically, sorry, talking about that difference, mm. is that they'll have these things that are grotesquely disturbing and violent. Mm. But then they'll have these moments, think of Parasite, that you like laugh out loud mm. and they can balance this contrast and tone so well. And I feel like that seldomly happens in American movies. Sure, It seems to be like a bit monotone in terms of a genre. It picks a lane and it sticks in it, yeah. you know? So, yeah, there can be moments of comedy to, to lighten along the way, but it never is mm. quite as evenly balanced. Mm. Mm. It's like, think about the part of the hammer and the line. Did, 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 yeah, did, 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 I did, loved did. it. Like, it's yeah. hilarious. It's yeah. funny.
1: It gave me, like, Edgar Wright. Oh, energy. totally. Like, right. You know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, magic. Cool, guys. I think let's wrap that up. I think mm. we had a nice long day at the, at the video store, and I think it's time to turn off the lights and go home. Mm and I think on that note, it's just so lovely to have you back with us. Happy to be here. Yeah. Thank Yo. you. hope to see more of you down the way. Yes. Um, keep being weird and cool. <laughs> <I will>. <laughs> <laughs> keep watching weird movies. Uh, and thank you for listening. Um, we will be back again next week. Um, our home base is thevideostore.co.za. And over there, you can find your platform, if you haven't found that already, and all our social media. And we would love to hear from you. So chime in. Let us know um, what some of your films were along the way. we also love to hear that. And also um, what you think about the stuff we've spoken about. Cool. Thank you, guys.
4: Thanks. Right. Thank you. Cheers. <laughs> See you next week. Bye. Bye.